Hey guys, welcome back to the manual. Today we're going to be discussing some historical and or traditional values of masculinity. Um, a couple weeks ago, my grandpa visited down here in South Carolina. He lives up in South Dakota, so he doesn't visit very often, but it kind of struck me how how I'd lost some of the being raised in a Christian household, we were taught to respect our elders a lot. So we grew up saying, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Um, speaking with respect, especially to our grandparents, because they've, you know, obviously have lived longer than us and have more experience. Um, but it kind of struck me how I actually had lost some of the habits of saying yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. And, um, being respectful in general, it just, it wasn't like I purposely, you know, was disrespectful in any way, but it just, it was kind of eye opening to realize how much I had kind of let that respect for traditional masculinity sort of slip away. Um, and he, you know, I talked with him a lot about some, some of the stuff that he's done. And he talked about how, how life used to be, um, back in what, you know, the old days. And it, it was really kind of eye opening for me how, how much masculinity has changed and how, how some of the, you know, especially respect and any sort of, you know, kind of diving into last week's stuff, humility and that sort of thing has really sort of slipped away in the more recent years. Yeah. I, I can relate to that a little bit with my work. Just, I've been catching myself a lot more recently talking to people as if they were my equals you know, and in essence, we are equal. We're all human. And that puts us on a level playing field right off the bat. But I shouldn't be talking to someone who has had way more life experience than me and knows much more about a certain subject than me as if we both know the same amount, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I have done the very, I've been guilty of the very same thing too, but more so in the recent past for me. One thing that I'm kind of learning as I get older, I, when I grew up, my parents always told me, you know, make sure, you know, you value this time that you have with your siblings while they're still around, you know, in the house. Um, just, you know, invest into them because I'm the oldest of uh, six kids. So, you know, I have five other siblings and that kind of struck me, you know, I kind of understood more so what my parents were talking about after um, my sister went off for college, went to a different state, essentially moved out. And I was kind of like, man, you know, everybody, you know, we're all growing up here. You know, I'm barely home, um, working full time, college full time. Just I need to set time aside to invest into, you know, my younger siblings, even just you know, something as small as, hey, dad, you want to grab lunch or something like that? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's a little more difficult, awkward at first, but it's definitely something that I, you know, I hadn't done often. And, I'm, you know, I'm still learning about that. You know, a lot of older people, they would like to sit and talk and, you know, tell you about their past experiences, you know, which is really good. But sometimes us as younger people, maybe we don't quite understand that. We're just like, oh, will you please just shut up? You know, you're right. And then, you know, we need to, you know, honor, like they were saying, honor, respect our 
elders, people that are that God has placed into our lives. Obviously, you know, there are people that God does not really want us involved in or with. But just something along those lines. I feel like today, not like that's something that even prevents chances for leadership and like manhood in general is that the kind of the family unit has gone away mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. If you think about back in the frontier, you've got however many hundred acres or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just you and your immediate family. And then maybe a couple surrounding families here and there. And that just automatically makes you a lot closer. That's who you're spending all your time with. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now with the population increase and just increase of proximity of people, you you kind of lose that family unit. So it also loses a chance to be able to connect with that unit and have a clear leader. So, so yeah, I was going to say that, um, like along the lines with, um, family, um, recently my dad has been, he's been taking, what, what is it? He's listening to this podcast guy that teaches on like being a father and a husband and, uh, stuff like that. And it's it's John Michael Clark, John, John John Michael Clark. Um, and so he's start he's changed a lot over the past couple months. Um it just like I feel like there's so much more love in our family, to be honest. Um and I never realized like before it was kind of I was wanting to honestly stay away from my family, do my own little thing. But um here recently I just want to do more stuff with my family. I feel like we're getting a lot more quality time. Um I think that's really important. I definitely feel the increase in like connectivity in our family. Um, I used to feel much the same way. I always used to want to spend all my time, honestly, at school or Mm. at the gym when I was going to the gym regularly, um, going other places. Um, But here recently, I have been wanting to spend more time at home actually with my family. And it's created, yeah, like a strong sense of, brotherhood within um my brothers specifically but you know yeah with all the siblings it has felt a lot better we've gotten closer well, uh, i mean one how, in the bible there's a lot of examples of brotherhood like even us four just sitting here we're all four friends and one thing about podcasting i know this is a little bit off topic one thing about podcasting that people randomly discuss is Besides the fact that you're trying to, you know, maybe uh, get information out there or discuss certain topics, but one of the primary things people say, just do a podcast for maybe just for this very reason. The group that you end up doing a podcast with, they said you will end up becoming, typically you end up becoming very close knit with each Mm -hmm. other and learn a lot about each other that, you know, you would not typically discuss. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's more of a formal setting and you have to communicate a lot more because you're all trying to maybe achieve a certain goal. Yeah. But anyways, Mm -hmm. in the Bible, I always think about um, one great example of, you know, maybe brotherhood or generally among uh, masculinity, but is David and Jonathan. 
how they were very close. But even even the fact that Saul, which was uh, King Saul, which was Jonathan's father, was trying to kill David. At the same time, David was best friends with Jonathan. Mm -hmm. So that I, I can't remember exactly how God described that friendship. But, you know, it was it was I think it might have been described as a brotherly love, but it was described as a love mm -hmm. between um, two. We'll just call them brothers. You know, technically they're not blood brothers, but, you know, right. they pretty much function the same. Yeah. Yeah. There's a story that has to do with both of them where I think David is looking for Saul. He's got his army with him mm -hmm. and finds mm -hmm. him and his men in a cave. Mm hmm. And then David cuts off a piece of Saul's robe yep. and then puts it near the mouth of the cave or something along those lines. Letting him know that. Let, yeah. I think he held it up saying, yeah, I was this close like to killing you. Yeah. Either way, the point there with the brotherly love and just the honor in general between mm -hmm. men and that comes with brotherhood. But that's I feel like that's something that's just been lost to time. And that yeah. should be more of an essential part of manliness. Well, even yeah. like nowadays, and obviously that, that happened, you know, David and Jonathan was a long time ago. But even nowadays, it's it's really important to, you know, even just among friends to have, we'll just call it a brotherhood, because we all need somebody that's in our corner whenever we go through hard times, or even if it's for just accountability or to hang out mm -hmm. you would you need you, you always need someone in that corner sometimes they're older than you sometimes they're younger than you you know sometimes it's the older guys is is investing into you or maybe you're investing into them or you're kind of on the same level and you're kind of investing into each other mm -hmm. most times you're just investing into each other but you know some you know there's a there's a lot of different examples that go along those lines as well yeah and brotherhood has been something that has not only been valued in like um, in biblical um, aspects or, you know, in spiritual connections, but it has also been a, a large part of worldly and like secular um, mm -hmm. aspects as well. You see like in a lot of things, even like fantasy stories, the Knights of the Round Table. Yep. Like all sorts yes. of stuff. It's been repeated throughout history as something that's very valuable and strengthens men in general a to lot have of fables, have brotherhood yes. or honor, or, you know, something along, you know, knights, something along those mm -hmm. lines involved yep. in it. Yeah. Having a group of peers, people that you see eye to eye with and, you know, have always got your back has been like a huge part of all sorts of, especially war stories, because that's mm -hmm. mainly where that's applied. But mm -hmm. right. in all aspects of life, friend groups, um, like us sitting here right now, we exactly. know yes. it, it, it gives us confidence. That, um, yeah. Yeah. That's something that's really being attacked today mm -hmm. in society is brotherhood and having a relationship with another person of the same gender. Mm -hmm. Really. It's like, People say, oh, they're gay. Like, mm -hmm. that's so gay or whatever to hang out with another guy. Yeah. But, like, it, it's there's so many great things that have been built off brotherhoods. Yeah. You know? Speaking of brotherhood and knights, um, chivalry is something that has, that was a huge part of those days, being serving others. It mm -hmm. kind of dives into, or uh, 
branches into yeah. our topic from last week. Um, serving others has always been a huge part of uh, masculinity, especially traditional masculinity. Um, it's It was very honorable. It was yeah. like the ultimate thing was to be a knight and be chivalrous and serve others. Um, you see that a lot in fairy tales. It's It's been like fantasized and exaggerated because it's it was such a great thing back then yes um and it's sort of faded away it's you don't see it as much anymore um even things like polite yeah exactly it it translates into modern day stuff opening Mm -hmm. the door for someone um you know walking on the roadside of the sidewalk it's it's stuff that used to be more implemented that's a, that's a and, funny one. You're going on, walking on the roadside. Roadside of the side. Nobody ever thinks. I saw yeah. this one time. I was side note. I saw this video. It was like this man and his wife. She leans over to pick something up. Mm-hmm. And he grabs a corner of the table and shields her from hitting the corner of the table. Oh, yeah. Just like little stuff. Yeah. Little stuff yeah. like that. I mean, even in marriage, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, if you, you end up dating somebody and you, when you want to marry them, you always want to be nice, have a great impression on them. And, you know, you want everything to be perfect. But one thing I heard recently, which is very true, I'm not married, but a lot of times I've heard that chivalry is sometimes lost in marriage. Like maybe you've completed the race in your mind mm-hmm. of of pers- pursuing uh, this girl or me- even sometimes if it's like a friendship, although it's, you know, it's a different, different scenario, you know, mm-hmm. doing nice things you know doing thoughtful things for the other person yeah it doesn't it doesn't end with oh okay now we're friends or now we're married yeah it goes beyond that a lot of people like as soon as they're married they're just a different person they don't care about pleasing them as much because they got the (laughs) yeah Yeah, they got the way they wanted i I don't know what it is (laughs) well yeah and that that very much is part of serving others that's, selflessness yeah exactly the the most happy marriages and couples and friendships are the ones where they like in a marriage example they go on date nights you know for years yeah. afterwards the the husband just you know takes charge of serving the wife you know it also goes back to our our last uh one of our last episodes which is we talked about humility selflessness mm-hmm. go along those lines exactly well, we've transitioned in such like a utopian society. And that even goes back to what I was saying about how families are more separate now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what we do is more self-serving, yet having to do with relationships. Who are you being chivalrous for? Right. Are you being chivalrous so that the woman will recognize you and give you like a reward for it? <laughs> right. Or are you being chivalrous to uphold your honor as a man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's the type of person that you've set that you are. Exactly. You know? Well, and speaking of like, you you mentioned uh, families like more separated or like not as close to each other. Um, I, I just wanted to say when we lived up in South Dakota, we lived in this little town and several of the families we knew up there, like, you would see one of the kids and they're like, you know, like six through 12 years old. And you could ask one of them like where their siblings are and they have no clue. Like they're like, I don't know, probably just wandering around town somewhere, you know, and I can't even imagine like 
not knowing where my siblings are. Like, like having a family divided by the absence right. of the father. That was, yeah. that, that was another big thing. I, at least I learned recently was, um, my family and that our situation, how everybody gets along is not as common as I thought it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've, I've heard some things from some of my siblings where, where these parents and their kids be yelling at each other over the phone or, um, you know, they, they just don't, they just don't get along mm-hmm. and I'm not sure why. I mean, there's definitely a lot of times it was my issue. Sometimes it's on both parts. Well, and a lot of it is parenting faults. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they raised the kid to be disrespectful or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I, I have an issue with that when parents like spoil their kids and let them get away with everything. And then, you know, the kid is getting a little older and they're around friends or family and the kid is humiliating them by being disrespectful and all this stuff. And then they just want to smack their kid. And I'm like, you literally raised that kid to do this. You know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the kid's fault. However you raise your child, they're going to end up raising their children. Yes, yeah, exactly. Way. Which is, it it's very much shame. relates into like what I was talking about earlier about my grandpa. It's like, it's, it's definitely being lost through the generations of that, you know, parents not teaching as much respect. I feel like that's one of the most basic parts of, you know, being respectful to your other elders about, you know, like traditional family values, families get split apart because the parents are not teaching the children to respect them. So then the children get rebellious and go out on their own to stuff they shouldn't do. And it just tumbles downhill from there because then they raise their kids in much the same way because they weren't disciplined to respect people. Mm-hmm. Yes. They say that Every generation is worse than the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My dad says that a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, he's he's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> he's but just, there's just a reason him. for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> just, I, said, I said he's just blaming you for all of it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're the culmination. It's of not my fault. It's your fault. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really stems from leadership on the father's part. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. You know, his father might have lacked somewhere. He's not doing what he's supposed to as a man, and he's not secure in himself Mm -hmm. because maybe his father was the same way and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then every generation inherits a little bit more and a little bit more of um, insecurity as a man, what they're supposed to do. And that's really a scary thing to think about because – what point do we get to where leadership is just totally wiped out mm-hmm. or yeah, could right. it get to that point? Well, it's, it's a lot of times, even nowadays, it, it seems, well, now it seems like the structure of the family is kind of being broken up right now, at least by, you know, pop culture and society right now. And within the Bible, it, it states that the man is the head of the household and this is concerning his family obviously none of us have a has have our own family but that is something that you know eventually the lord will have to help us with which is also goes right back to leadership but in order to be a good leader we have to have wisdom Mm -hmm. and without i mean without wisdom i mean (laughs) we're just a bad leader and the interesting thing is 
even in the Bible, there were there were uh, examples of men that were great leaders. But I've always wondered, at least growing up, you know, we always maybe we have these great ideas, or we think that we're great at managing things. But where does that come from? But the Bible talks about how the uh, wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, you know, but I mean, on the topic of examples, one great example in the Bible, at least when it's talked about, is King Solomon. The Bible talks about that God gave him essentially like profound wisdom. He blessed him with wisdom mm-hmm. and he did use that in different circumstances. But yeah, and that's really, really an interesting point because maybe that's just what we're lacking totally. Fear maybe of the that's, Lord. Yeah, because if we backtrack, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So lack of a fear of the Lord equals lack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so maybe with each generation, we're losing fear of the Lord fear. and a connection yeah. with God. Mm-hmm. And that's what's leading us. And I think, I think the, the lack, the lacking of the fear of the Lord is quite prevalent in our society. Nowadays, people are very bold with their sin in their life, mm-hmm. even though it directly goes against, you know, uh, the Bible and what God has set his standard that he has set, which is, it's kind of scary to be honest, because, you know, even, you know, obviously we do have a home in heaven, but you know, we're on earth right now and we do see, you know, governments and laws changing that maybe they, uh, they'll end up violating our personal freedoms or a lot of times back in the day, if we're talking like historically, we've never been this free before with with religion and whatnot, especially when we live in America. Yeah. But it's, it's not very common that we have this freedom, but at the same time we have this freedom, we know we have a lack in the fear of the Lord. A lot of times in history, uh, when maybe, uh, believers or Christianity in general was the strongest and people were the closest to the Lord was during like times of trials and, we're not really going through right now that right now for being honest, you know, people were like burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. I mean, all good bunch yeah. of people were executed for their faith. Yeah. You had to hide because of your faith. Like, I, I mean, you didn't have to, but a lot of people, you know, because they were Christians, they had to make these, you know, underground networks just so they could worship God together. It's really sad. Uh, I feel like some of the, the freedom has definitely come with social media and online presences. It gives everyone a, a form of safe space, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't actually have to talk face to face in order to have a conversation now. Um, and that, well, social media has restrictions and limits. Obviously people can't just say whatever they want. Um, it has given us a lot more freedom to like, you know, people who couldn't attend church before can now live stream it. People who, um, couldn't, you know, be on a video call can now do that. Um, even online, like chat forums and stuff, people who have questions can ask questions, whereas they couldn't before, even in areas of persecution, you know, they have access to the internet a lot of times, and that has Mm -hmm. given a lot of freedom, but at the same time, technology has also had some cons to 
you know, our Well, I mean, religion. technology in itself. Well, the interesting thing is back in the day, I say back in the day, even 40 to 50 years ago, honestly, even 30 years ago, back in the 90s or so, we did not have phones. We did not have, they. people had computers, um, but they weren't, they weren't as accessible as they are now. Nowadays, everybody's got a laptop. They got a phone. They got a PS5. They got, mm-hmm. I mean, they got, everybody's got like an Apple watch, some sort of technology. They can, you know, honestly, brain they can be, chips now. Brain chips. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyways, it can, technology can definitely have its pros and cons. It can be a tool and it can be a hazard. And that's kind of interesting nowadays because a lot of times this goes back to diligence. A lot of times, with technology, there's a lot of, you know, for me personally, it's like, oh, big part of technology is social media, keeping up with my friends. But honestly, that's a great way to waste time too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. 100%. Which people back in back then, um, you know, historically have not really had that battle to deal with. And as um, they also, you know, they could talk to people, you know, they would have to talk to people face to face. And the only way of communication that would have any sort of relation to technology nowadays would be letters. But even those, I mean, who writes, you know, our uh, version of letters nowadays would probably be emails, but who really writes emails all the time besides businesses? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Technology almost is like a substitute for interaction with people now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you have this instant access to what everyone's doing with the yeah. social media and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. before you're excited to see someone. So you ask, you know, what's been going on. You're just, just full of this energy to go out and see people. And then you connect with them through social media and technology. It kind of takes away from that and replaces it a little bit. Yeah. I think it's crazy. Like seeing these videos on, people that are like just met my online friend for the first time in <laughs> 10 years i'm like Long what how are, yeah. relationship what have yeah. you been, been doing are, the past 10 years why don't you make some real friends you know like people you can actually see in person you know yeah. which saying? at the same time that's they not might, necessarily they might be real friends even yeah. if they're online it's just they don't have that I don't want to call it. A, it might be a physical connection. Right. Maybe it's like a biological connection mm-hmm. instead of just straight up over video chat screens and, you know, text blocks essentially. Yeah. yeah you just, I, I, it can definitely be like a real friendship. You just, it's something that has never been a part of humanity at any time before. Um, so you got to be careful with that because in the past you would, you know, to go back to, you know, the knights and chivalry, you would have to, you know, ride a hoary smiles to see someone. It was, it was a, you know, not a sacred yeah. thing, but it was a precious thing to actually see someone else. And it, it was the only way to do it. That's true. I mean, a lot of people, one thing I didn't really think about is a lot of people back then, I think a number of them lived in isolation. I think of right now, I th- I'm thinking of when people in the eastern side of the United States started going out towards the western United States. A lot of them settled in isolation and on these planes, and it was just them and their family. Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, towns were built around them. But nowadays, I mean, it's like where can pretty much nobody goes out in the middle of nowhere. Everybody goes to some even like even like national parks. There's other people there too. 
Yeah. You know, people's like, let's go out in nature. Yeah, there's no nature anymore. So yeah. It's all owned by someone. Also, technology, well, tying it back to the fact that technology has a lot of tools and it has a lot of hazards. But one of the biggest tools that sometimes we don't use a lot is the fact that we, we talked about how you know, we we uh, mentioned how like now nowadays we have such uh we have such an easy time communicating with others and maybe we don't use that a lot. You know, there's a lot of times that um, we, you know, we're on our phones devices way too much and we need to be self-aware of what's going on around us. You know, even me is like, take out the earbud, you know, take off the headphones, you know, listen to what's going on around you, be sociable. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, so going back to that route, but we would like to uh, challenge you and even ourselves to be chivalrous to other people and also reach out just even, even on your phone. <laughs> I got loads of contacts on my phone and I could, you know, I could go through there and just probably send a text to probably half of them that haven't reached out in a year plus mm-hmm. Go check up on somebody, see how they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, just work on that connection. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes it's good to just, put whatever device you're on down and go talk to somebody and give yourself that connection with another person rather than whatever person is on your Instagram reel at the moment. That's true. Yeah. We're always worried about those likes and everything. (laughs) And for, for talking to people so much online is taking much of the, the value out of personal relationships because you know, when you can talk to someone all the time, it's, you know, well, yeah. it, especially without the actual physical element of seeing this person face to face, the value exactly. of it fades out. A yeah. Lot. That was something I actually wanted to throw in there was like, do you ever find it like you meet up with one of your friends and you don't have much to talk about just because you like communicate so much over text or Snapchat or Instagram or all these different online ways to communicate you know and then when you're actually in person you're just like frozen you don't know what to say because you've just been talking about your whole lives over you know text whatever well and having that much communication has definitely because it's taken some of the value out of personal relationships it's i feel like it's been a major cause of some of the the fading away of traditional manliness, you know, the, the chivalry, the, um, you know, serving others, walking on the roadside of the sidewalk, opening doors for people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, you know, it's not non-existent now. It's just way less, it's it's way less common. It's, it's yeah. suppressed. It's been stifled. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, you know, go out there, be chivalrous, reach out to somebody, even as simple, something as simple as, you know, opening a door, you know, uh, like you were saying, walking on the roadside of the sidewalk, just small things with your friends, um, even with strangers, which goes back to you know, opening doors or whatever, you know, say hi, thank you. Um, just little things. It's some, even those little things will make another person's day. You may not realize it, but it's true. You know, sometimes it makes my day. Yeah. Even just small Absolutely. things in life. A lot of times it's the person to person, you know, contact. But mm-hmm. obviously technology is a tool. Reach out to those people that maybe don't live nearby. See how they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, acts of chivalry have definitely changed nowadays. You know, rescuing a fair maiden from a tower is not exactly an option. So, oh, um, hey, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, using technology as a tool to do that can work too. Like back in those days, an act of chivalry might have been, you know, um, sending a, a gift in a convoy with, uh, you know, to another kingdom that, you know, yeah. just to go back to medieval times. Nowadays, that can translate to, you know, sending someone flowers, something, a, a gift of some yeah. kind, um, yeah. Yeah. shooting a text their way just to see how they're doing. You know, just it, technology is a tool that can be used to apply the same type Absolutely. of thing. And make sure that you're not just doing it for the attention. Make sure you're doing oh, yeah. chivalrous deeds to uphold your own honor mm-hmm. and not just so that you can get the thank you from whoever you right. open the door for. Yeah. It's almost like fishing for compliments. Exactly. Because remember, the, like one of the main parts of chivalry is you're serving others. Right. It's not yeah. about you. Not yourself, it's yeah. about them. Being humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, this has, this has been this week's episode of the manual. We would really appreciate it. If you would, you know, uh, after you've listened to it, um, just chime in, send us a DM. Let us know some other topics you'd like us to discuss. We do have a bunch of ideas, but also leave us a review. Um, and also, uh, you know, like, share, follow, subscribe, follow, all of the above. <laughs> Anyways, just catch us in, our, uh, in a couple weeks for our next episode. And uh, be chivalrous. This has been the manual.